Dr. Gans Ferentz joining us this morning, of course, registered psychologist, uh, uh, former vice president of the Psychologists Association of Alberta for our monthly segment of, yes, how does that make you feel? We're talking about building your mental toughness. Apparently, I got some work to do. Appropriate. Hi, Dr. Gans. Hey, guys. How are you guys doing today? We're I need some help. Good. They're not respecting my feelings. <laughs> Get- hey. <laughs> Yeah, you respect those boundaries, guys. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Thank you. Yes. Again, here's a question for you. Um, does resilience is resilience the same as mental toughness, or are 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 those things the same things, or are they different? Yeah, they're they're the same thing basically. Resilience is you know your willingness or your ability to just kind of withstand difficult times, and mental toughness is the same thing. They're interchangeable. We think about mental toughness more in a positive sense where resilience we we tend to think of oh well that person went through a lot of hard times they're still around for their resilience but mental toughness is just it's the same thing but it's getting what you know going in the direction that you want despite the um you know difficult times or challenges you may face on the way there well and this this is really important these days yeah we, we often talk Absolutely. about coming through the pandemic but there are so many pressures that are on different people for different reasons in different ways uh that doesn't mean you're not vulnerable it's not like it's not like you push aside your feelings you just gotta right. figure out how to deal with it that, that's exactly right that's exactly right so actually we do better when we actually make Space for our feelings, allow ourselves to feel them, but then do what we need to do anyway. So it's, you know, there was a book out a few years ago, it was called Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. And I, I, you know, it was a great book, but the title basically said it all, right? You're allowed to feel what you feel, but then you do what you need to do to get where you want to go. Um, A quote that my dad used to tell me all the time, he said, you know, the only difference between a coward and a hero is the direction in which they run. Mm. And that's basically it. But but Gans, I mean, feeling that feeling that fear that can be a huge step. That can take a lot for some people to be able to open up and embrace. It, it is, it is. But you know, this is why we don't have to do it alone. <laughs> you know, mm. as as anybody who's heard me say, I've been seeing a psychologist for over thirty years myself, and there are people, whether coaches or psychologists or you know, good friends or mentors that can help us through stuff. We don't have to do it alone, but but having somebody there by our side that can help us, you know, just kind of feel what we feel, talk about it, express it, and get through it as quickly as possible, or or just, you know, kind of understand it, accept it, and then still do what we need to do. That's really what uh, what mental toughness is all about. Well, we also talk about courage, too, and there's, there's another line about, you know, uh, courage is not the absence of fear. It's being able to overcome the fear and do what you're going to do anyway. But exactly. let's face it, uh, sometimes with mental toughness, it's difficult because people are entirely debilitated by the fear or mm-hmm. the lack of confidence or the uh, the concern. How do you how do you do that? It's it's because it's got to be a lot more than just hey, suck it up and go forward, right? <laughs> there, there's got to be ways to get there. Yeah, yeah, no, and and listen, well, anybody who's been an athlete knows you don't figure out how to play the game while you're playing the game, right? Mm-hmm. You do practice, you get coaching, you learn the skills away from the game, so that when you're in the game, you can actually put all that stuff into practice. So it it really does boil down to having setting yourself up for success before this stuff shows up, or if, if this stuff is showing up in your life right now, getting help, you know, re- definitely reaching out. A, a lot of times people think that reaching out and talking to a psychologist or getting any kind of help, especially around mental health, 
is somehow a weakness, but it's really like, you know, talk about courage to deal with that stuff, but also, also it's a wise thing. You know, if your car is breaking down, you don't just ignore it. You don't put the like little like sticky note over the, over the, like the gas light or the engine light and pretend it's not there. Right. (laughs) The smart thing to do is take it to the mechanic and get it, get it dealt with. And so, yeah, you, you know, if something is debilitating, you definitely need to talk to somebody and get help with it. But if you're talking to somebody on a regular basis or connected with somebody, at least on a regular basis, a lot of times you kind of figure that stuff out real early and start dealing with it before it becomes debilitating and it doesn't have to freeze you. Gans, you say you have to recognize and practice your autonomy and agency. What does that even mean? (laughs) Well, you know, especially during the, uh, the, the pandemic, a lot of times we felt like we were at the mercy of whatever, whether it's the government or the virus or, you know, the, the boss or whatever. When all of us as humans, we have a need to feel in control of our lives. So Mm. autonomy and agency means that we feel like we're separate, we're in control, and we have the ability to make decisions that impact our lives Mm. in a positive way. And so sometimes when the external environment kind of is difficult for us to express that in, right, um, we can find other ways. One of the things is getting up at the same time, making your bed. These are little things, right? Mm working and sticking with an exercise program you know um different places where you can feel that sense of oh wait a second i made that choice i can i can create some stability and some structure in my life and i get to i get to say when and how and if yeah, I mean, we, we've we've talked about for a long time, Gans, about that, you know, making your bed in the morning and what it does. <laughs> yep, simple, simple stuff. It doesn't, it's not rocket science, right? Yeah, no, it's not. Well, it's not rocket science. It's like, oh, hey, I've done something. I've completed something already today. <laughs> exactly. uh, we need to take a quick pause here. Hold the line. Dr. Gans will be back with more to uh, talk about and find out more about building your mental toughness, that resilience that we hear so much about right after this. 8.15, it's our regular visit with Dr. Gans Ferenc. Uh, how does that make you feel? I want to talk about a little mental toughness. I guess in so many ways, this whole conversational mental toughness gets wrapped around the Oilers and the playoffs. Mm. And we talk about the kind of mental toughness they need to do their job. Our mental toughness to even watch those bloody games, Gans. <laughs> it's killing me sometimes. But I guess it, it, it still comes back to how you deal with your own angst or your own concerns and, and, and try to find that mental toughness. It still comes from within. Nobody else does it for you, do they? Well, this is it. It's like you, you can observe other people and kind of try to emulate them, but really it boils down to you. And the nice thing about it is it's a skill. It's a, it's a way of being that can be learned, practiced, and you can improve upon, right? And, you know, one of the things that I've learned, I've, I've read a bunch of, like, biographies of successful people and different things, the consistent message throughout all that stuff is that uh, the people who are most successful, <clears throat> excuse me, are also the people who have failed the most, right? Mm-hmm. They have, they're the ones that have made the most mistakes, but they don't stop. When you think about the Oilers, you know, like they had a rough first game of the series, for example, right? And and they came back, you know, even, you know, not last game, but the game before when they were down 3 nothing, they came back. That's That's mental toughness. It's like not getting lost in the difficult circumstances you're in right now, but seeing ahead, knowing, you know, having faith and confidence in your ability and being able to go and execute to do what you need to do. You talk about recognizing choice in all things, the ever-present choice in all things, but I think there's, you know, a lot of folks out there that feel that, you know, they're, they're in situations where they're, they don't have a choice. They Well, 
or the choice that they have to make it, it's going to really change their lives dramatically. It, it, this is true. This is true. Uh, a lot of times the choices don't feel like they're good ones on either either mm-hmm. way, whichever way you go, right? Um, and and I think that's it, it's difficult to have to face that. But if you do remember that there is a choice, and you just sort of make peace with whatever the consequences might be for each choice, then you can still have a small sense of autonomy and um, and agency. Mm. There's, a, there's a very famous um, experiment in psychology called the button. And what they did was they had people in a room and they were piping in a bunch of noise, uh, like, you know, babies crying, construction, traffic noises, and stuff like that. And they had the folks doing tests and puzzles and different things like that. So after about half an hour, they kicked these guys out. They took an average of what their scores were. And, the you know, they looked at what that was. Then they brought another group in, same amount of noise, same um, volume, uh, same length of time, doing the same tests. The only difference in the second group was there was a button that the people in the second group could hit to turn off the noise or turn it down. And what they found was the average of performance in the second group was way higher than hmm. the folks in the first group. And, you know, it makes sense. It's like, okay, well, they weren't as distracted. But what, what happened was no one in the second group ever touched the mm. button at all. Okay, And so really what that that experiment says, and this has been repeated like tons and tons of times, right, is that when you experience choice, when you recognize there is a choice, your performance goes up, your resilience goes up, your ability to deal with difficult, challenging times goes up because of that sense of choice. So even if you're dealing with two choices that aren't particularly or three choices that aren't particularly pleasant, the fact that you have a choice and you can recognize that actually helps you get through whatever that difficult time might be. Is that, does it go the other direction? And I'm curious about this, and it just sort of came to my mind. Uh, I remember with a lot of people who, who, who try to, to quit smoking or, for example, have mm-hmm. been forced, uh, they're going on an airplane. They know that they can't have a cigarette. They're fine mm-hmm. during that time because the choice has almost been taken away from them. So sometimes if you just, uh, do you have to also learn to accept certain things within reason so you don't have regrets, but sometimes mm-hmm. acceptance of a situation, does that help? And does that get included into a mental toughness sort of a, a, of a description? Absolutely. I, I totally agree. I, I think, you know, one of the things that is the beginning of when you can actually experience choice, it's funny, they're almost like two Besides the same coin. Mm. So uh, when you accept, you then actually are dealing with whatever reality is. So uh, when you fight against that, it's like, no, I don't want to not smoke on the plane, right? Then you're always going to be in angst. You're going to be frustrated. And that's going to be a really long and tough trip. Whereas if you just say, no, you know what? I would rather go on this trip. And so to go on the trip, I'm not going to smoke for whatever that like the time is. It's like, okay, I've accepted it, but I've also made the choice to go on the trip versus, you know, mm-hmm. stay home and smoke, let's say, right? Um, so it, you, you're kind of getting both there. You're getting the acceptance and the fact that you made a choice to, to do what you want to do that's going to work better for you. And hey, maybe once you get off that plane, you haven't had a smoke for nine hours, uh, you made it through, you can have a little celebration that uh, that was a bit of a win. Yeah, and every single one of them has that celebration in the smoking area outside of the airport. (laughs) Guaranteed. But you celebrate wins, don't you? Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, listen, celebration is a fuel for future success. When you feel good, when you feel like you're um, in charge of stuff, well, that changes your energy, and that energy then gives you the state of being to create more success for the future. Uh, You know, when you think about um, uh, 
uh, you know, if you have if you have ten things on your to do list, let's say, and you get three of them done, well, it's thirty percent. Well, it's okay, right? But if you have one thing on your to do list and you get that one thing done, you say, ah, oh, that's great, and you celebrate it. <laughs> and, and I got a little bit extra time, so let me do another thing. And okay, now I did that. I get a little bit of day left. I'm going to do another thing. Well, like you got three times as many things done as you had planned, and you celebrate all the way. You feel you feel amazing. Well, in both scenarios, you only got three things done. <laughs> yeah, it's a different way of looking at it. Different, right. You feel very, very different in both scenarios, right? And, and I know for me, when I feel like I'm conquering stuff, I want to conquer more stuff. When I feel like I'm beaten down or I just barely made it, then, you know, I usually just feel tired, right? <laughs> <So>. <laughs> oh, lots of great advice so this morning, Dr. Gans. Thank you so much. And if you're looking to find more great advice, more information, how to contact Dr. Gans, website is drgans.com. Lots of great stuff on there. Talking about building mental toughness. Yeah, well, as the playoffs continue, we're going to need a little bit more of that Tough. as well. Dr. Gans, thank you for this, as always. Hey. Thanks for having me, guys. See you next All right. time. Yeah, All right. you betcha. Cheers. Uh, good chat with Gans. Uh, he even has that voice that's very soothing. Oh, right? a... he could read me the phone book. <laughs> <laughs> and the I what? listen. The what? Uh, yeah. yeah, the phone we book. We don't have those anymore, do we? Yeah. <laughs>